Hi, this is Bill Crystal. Normal Americans are watching baseball. You're listening to this podcast. What does that say about you? Well, this is how Michael Caine speaks. Michael Caine speaks to his nose like that. He gets very, very specific. It's very like that. When he gets loudly, it gets very loud indeed. It gets very specific. It's not quite nasal enough the way you're doing it, all right? You're not doing it the way he speaks. You're not doing it with the kind of... And you don't do the broken voice when he gets very emotional. When he gets very emotional indeed. She was only 16 years old. She was only 16... You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. That's Michael Caine. Hello and welcome back to The Substandard. I'm Victor Mattis along with Jonathan V. Last and Sonny Bunch. I'd like to remind you that The Substandard is available on iTunes and Google Play. Just look at our podcasts and search for Substandard. You'll easily find us. Please subscribe, tell your friends, leave her a view. In addition, we'd also like to remind you that Substandard show notes posted by Jonathan Last are available every Friday at 11 a.m. at weeklystandard.com. Speaking of reviews, gentlemen, the floodgates have opened. At last count, we have something like 158 starred reviews, 113 comments, customer comments. Keep them coming. Uh, those customer reviews have been great. They've been valuable. Uh, in fact, I think we're going to take it to the next level at this episode. Aren't, uh, isn't that right, JVL? Yes. Evil Mike D gave us our 100th written review. Yay. Evil Mike, you should email me or tweet at one of us or something because I have a little something for you. And uh, and also, I I would like to. Some of the reviews are really funny. Like yeah. people have like put more than five seconds of their time into thinking yeah. about them, and I would like to reward people for that. JBL, that's very uh, beneficent of you. Well, I'm a kind-hearted person who likes people. Um, unlike <laughs> who? At the, in this room. Uh, Vic likes people. Oh. Uh, so, I had a couple uh, a couple reviews that I thought should be nominated for Best Review of the Week. I was going to toss them out to you boys you and see if you have one? any other nominations. Can you, just, can yeah. you just pick one? Can we do... Should we do... I think we should do one each. Okay. 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 Go and let's JBL, have you the go. same one, but go for it. Vic, what time is it? <laughs> it's uh, 5.38. Mary, kill. Sunny, JVL, Vic. I I saw that review and I wasn't sure if it meant that one it's corresponding to each one or we all get three in a row. <laughs> I would assume that uh, it, it the F and the M and the K correspond to the order of the the people. Yes. Yes. Which, oh, great. Which obviously, oh, really? first off, obviously, that's the right choice. I mean, uh, there's nothing it's totally in reverse, man. No, what no, a, what no, a, no. What a jip. I know that's politically that's a slur. incorrect. That's a Jesus. Slur. Oh, I'm sorry. This is why well, you, you better, get killed. That's a this six, is why you get killed, Vic. <laughs> that's why I'm not going to Slovakia anytime soon. So that is S. Rutman. That's my nomination Thank for you. best review Thank of the you. week. Thank you. Go ahead, Sonny. My review is from Tom Cleveland. Gives us five stars. Sunny Bunch is right. Although Sunny Bunch has the reputation for being wrong about everything, when you think about it, he's actually right about everything. That's a good review. That's a that uh, more a reviews very like fine that. Review. Mm-hmm. More reviews mm-hmm. like that, people. You're you're like uh, you know uh, Diana Ross when she went went to the Supremes and then it was no longer the Supremes and then it was just her alone. Just Diana Ross. That's what's yeah. happening over here. Did so, you notice, Vic, the number of reviews that mention and point out Sonny by name? Clearly, the breakout many, star. Way too many. No, this is what's happening here. Yeah. The yeah. you're like the Huey in Lewis. Friends, Huey Lewis in the he's news. the the. the what would his friends analog be? Ooh, Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Aniston right? oh, Sonny yeah. is the Jennifer I'm definitely Aniston of the, Jennifer of the show. Aniston of the show. Yeah. Great. I'm like the guy, the bald guy in the coffee shop. <laughs> Gunther. <laughs> Gunther. I think that's me. Um, okay. All right. So pick one. Who, who's getting the special uh, parting prize? I guess uh, S. Rutman. Uh, yeah. I okay. That. S. Rutman, who oh. actually uh, Two to one against me? My. Oh, come on. You should email me or tweet at one of us, and we'll. I'll, I'll get you something nice. Good. Yeah. You're, Laminated. Hey, now. Other than that. I think we all know what that means. Uh, how is your weekend, JVL? On a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 is an Atari Jaguar and 10 is the original Nintendo Entertainment System. I'm a Sega Dreamcast, and let me tell you why. Uh-oh, I got a little something. He's taking in the mail. something out. Oh no! A little something came in the mail oh, today. It's sakes. the Prana <laughs> Spring Catalog. There's a half-naked dude on the cover. What's going yeah. on? This is this is you? No, what's? Well, it's Prana. 
These are the, the genes. They're in here. This is all totally cool. This it's is on the level, yeah. guy. Yeah. I mean, there's, you, so here. Why didn't you, why did you bring in your Dolce and Gabbana yeah. catalog? Why didn't you bring in that one? I there's a reason that the, you, there's, the, there's a reason that like the Zac Efron, uh, the the Kmart brand Zac Efron is in the front here instead of the chick in the bikini. Mm-hmm. I'm just no, gonna no, throw secondary. that out there. Take know? it, take it home, leaf mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. Christmas is coming. If you see something you'd like, you accidentally slipped onto the ground. Fell down. How did that happen? I don't know what happened. Well, next week. I'll bring in my athletic catalog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it laminated? Uh, long, a long time listener, not probably not listener, uh, Matt Labash. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he loves. See, a podcast uh, is on the internet, so Matt yeah, Labash no, will be seeing no, it. A friend of the show, but not really a listener. It's on, when it gets on to shortwave, he'll be the first one listening. So, um, uh, Sonny, how about you? Uh, you know, I've had a I've had a real roller coaster uh, of emotions the last the last week or so. Uh, you know, uh, uh, f- listeners of the podcast may have also been viewers of the show Red Eye on Fox News, which everybody here in this studio was a big fan of. Uh, it was unfortunately canceled, uh, kind of short notice, um, and it's a real bummer. I mean, there 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 was nothing else really like it on the cable news landscape. A show that kind of seamlessly melded pop culture and politics. Uh, and did it with a sense of humor and a kind of joie de vivre, and like uh, you know, it's it's a it's it was a it was a really fun show to do, which is which is a very rare thing I think to say, right? JBL, do you have a lot of fun when you go and do TV? I really do not enjoy going on television, it's, it's, and I it's do it really when I have stressful, to, but it's it's, it's not stressful enjoy- and it's hard. Except for there are like two or three shows that I've enjoyed going on, and Red Eye, absolutely the one I had the most fun. Yeah. Absolutely, every single time. So much, so much fun. Uh, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to, you know, Andy Levy was very nice to invite me on, and they had me on a couple more times after that. I was actually scheduled to be on the last show. Uh, like I had, I had booked it, you know, two weeks in advance, and then a week later, the news came down, and I got bumped for Greg Gutfeld. Oh, Greg. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the, uh, but you know, I, I guess that's all right. Um, the, the, uh, but what was, you know, what was, what was really, it was just a really fun show to do it was a really and it was a fun show to watch and like you know i just i'm it makes me sad to think of fox news replacing it with like a tucker carlson rerun or like a you know like even just like live news you know footage from the news desk at three in the morning like what you know what signals almost like the end of an era i mean what what i the sense i always got from doing the show because you go there so it's in the big fox building and they tape really really late it's like eight o'clock seven o'clock at night when you're done the the rest of the building is empty there's nobody else working there you just sort of like meander outside and hop in one of the fox cars take a cab or something and so you always kind of got the sense that you were like making a show in your parents' basement with zero supervision, you know? So, it would, it would be Andy and Greg, and then later Tom, when Tom came on and ran the show, and, like, a couple producers. And I just thought that was awesome. Like, again, yeah. it, it, you'd be yeah, able yeah. to, like, make something fun without the pressure of knowing that, like, a ton of people are watching, but with the cult yeah. following. So, there, there, you knew that there were people, and people yeah. who cared about the show watching it. And this is one of the things I really liked about doing the show. I mean, like, you know, Tom is great, too. I should really, you know, Tom Shalou is really funny. He, he brought kind of a, like, a, a slightly more manic vibe to it than Gutfeld did, yeah. like, who was a little bit more sardonic and, you know, but, uh, and, and so, you know, it was ugh, such a bummer. But, like, one of the things you, you, you discovered as you did the show once or twice, kind of more, is that there there is like a real community of Red Eye fans who would be, tw- I'd wake up the next morning, you know, after the show that I had taped aired, and there'd be a bunch of, you know, tweets from people. There was a liter- uh, there was a woman who literally did like caricatures of all the guests on the show every night. This is like oh, how yeah, she said, yeah. yeah, Taz. I, and like, and you know, she, she it, like, it, it's just fun. And it, and it inspired a real sort of audience community that I don't, I just don't think exists on any other for any other show. I thought it was on cable thought, news. I thought it was crazy when they said they were going to have, you know, a live show at 3 a.m. when everybody else at that I mean obviously in the olden olden days you just put a, a, a you know a test pattern on and then yeah. after that, you know, they did reruns and then after that, you know, with uh, cable news you had to have there was a need to have yeah. like original content yeah. and I guess Fox did was that the and first of Fox's sort of original content in the middle of the night? I mean, 3 a.m. I mean, it's still kind the, of the only it was still kind of the only original yeah. content on any of the channels that late at night, like when when MSNBC goes off the air with its live stuff, they do reruns of Lockup. Like yeah. I mean, they do like it, it's like you know old yeah. old 
you know, news, like not even news programs, like docudrama programs. Uh, uh, CNN, I think CNN goes pretty late now. Like Don Lemon is on until midnight or so. Yeah. Can we just take a pause on the greatness of Andy Levy? Yes. Andy Levy is so freaking awesome. That guy is one of the few genuinely like great funny towns. Probably the funniest guy I've ever met. He he has impeccable timing. I mean, like the, the the reason I for me anyway, one of the main reasons that show works is was the the halftime segment where he is just kind of yes. chiming in yeah. and you know, he's like show. he's and he he always has a good quip handy. He's very funny. It's really sad that he's not on Twitter anymore because he was so good at it. I mean, it just like the the kind of firing back uh, the firing back at people, it's a skill that comes innate to some people, and it came innately to him, and he was great at it. I once told him, this is a true story, that he and you, Sonny Bunch, were the only two reasons for anyone in America to be on Twitter. Oh, that's very nice. Because oh, you guys are nice. the best. And now Twitter only has half a reason. And now, yeah. It's so I hope that Andy Levy like gets his talent put to use. Because that guy's great. I I, I, Tom, too. Tom and Chalou Tom, too. Tom Chalou's great. I kind of get the feeling that I was just about to be asked to be on that show, and then it got canceled. You well, know, the problem ugh. is, actually, no, I know why you weren't on the show, Vic. Cause, because they were working with a, a, a budget, and, you know, because it's a very... They weren't able to afford the wide-angle lens well, you need <laughs> to fit your head on camera. That's not true. I was right. on Fox Business with Charles, and uh, he's got a big head, that fellow. <laughs> big head. There were two of us. Well, and they Scotty. Were, well, right. They had no. already, already prepared for him. Yeah, you know, it was... Made the way for that studio. Yes, yeah. it was great. I'll okay. be honest, I think it was really, it was also a police action. They had to cordon off such a large area to, uh, you know, make sure the axis of the earth didn't tilt off. Well, with me it's and like Charles, when, when Barnum Bailey comes serious. to town, they have to close down the Lincoln Tunnels. Yeah, the Elpins right. can walk yeah, through. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving right along. Several listeners have asked us to name our favorite basic cable classics. In other words, you're flipping through channels, and then boom, a particular movie comes up over and over, it keeps on running on a particular channel, and you just have to see it, right? So we're not talking about our favorite movies of all time. We're not talking about like a great movie. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're talking about, yeah, because... Well, we'll... well it some, could well, be. I mean, it yeah. could be. There's, it depends if The Venn diagram being, yeah, is interesting, that's right, but... That's it's, right, that's right. But it's not like I'm flipping through the channels, and then boom, there's Almost Famous, you know, one of my favorite movies of all time that I never... I don't think I've ever seen uh, uh, running on any of the networks. It's just unfortunate. And it's such a great movie. And I don't. And it's part of the Almost Famous curse. Everything about that. That's a whole separate episode. Almost Famous was like on HBO on a loop for months. Really? I don't know what you're talking I about. I didn't see it. I didn't see it there. Um, so anyway, uh, that is what we're talking about. Stuff that you would come across, say, on USA or AMC. Why are we talking about that this week? Oh, because Fast and Furious doesn't come out for another week. And uh, this is another spring teaser. doldrum where yeah. there's nothing this, interesting. This, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we filled this in. Okay, so, um, uh, Sonny, your thoughts on this? Uh, I, I, well, it's an it's an interesting phenomenon, one that kind of declines, I think. When so, it, this is a thing that I used to do all the time. Is I'd just be flipping through the channels and I'd stumble upon something, and I'd be up to like three in the morning, watching Heat for the seven hundred and eighty third time. You know, like uh, it, it's it. But with with kids, I actually do this much less now. I feel like I'm like spending much less time just kind of randomly watching. TV shows. I, I think it's it's you know one of one of the one of the sad things in my life right now is I don't spend enough time in front of television's warming glow. One of the things uh, they rob you of. Yeah, right. This is you know I <laughs> spending oh, too much time you know, with your kid. Oh God, she smiles and she's so happy. Oh great. You know, the I warmth want, of your child's smile I, not not as, not nothing, as comforting as the warmth of the television. Nothing too. compared to the plasma beams radiating out at me. Right. Uh, so anyway, but I I do have some some basic cable Please. classics, and I really this is a misnomer because I also include the pay cable classics in this. Oh, uh, so uh, there was there was a period of time when Shattered Glass, oh. the movie about uh, uh, Stephen Glass, who was the fabulous at TNR, the the, the, the New Republic, uh, that starred Hayden Christensen, aka uh, uh, Anakin Skywalker, was kind of playing on a loop on HBO, and it has a fantastic supporting cast. Rosario Dawson is in it, um, and uh, Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn, thank you, uh, and Peter you know, Skarsgård. Peter Skarsgård and Chloe Sevigny, and like it's got this really amazing cast, and it like also does it also as as a person who was just about 
this age when the movie came out in his like mid twenties, like kind of working at an ideological magazine, it nails that milieu of DC it of really like does. people trying to one up each other on the. So anyway, I uh, on on like where they're being published and where you know the 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 stuff is 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 running and who's talking about their pieces and uh, you know, there's just yeah. the the really awful. There's a really awful subset of DC that is exactly like this movie and that it, it just nailed it, nailed that movie. Um, that movie nailed that scene. And uh, so anyway, anytime that this was on HBO, which was a lot, which was all the time, I would just stop and just yeah. whatever I was doing, I would yeah. stop and watch it. No matter where it is in the movie. It was yeah, no matter where it is in the movie, because it, it's slightly episodic. It, like it has a great arc, but it's slightly episodic where like, you know, they're trying to track down the, the mystery of, you know, what is happening. And I, I just I loved it. JVL. My list of this is much smaller than your guys, probably, because I... So, I grew up without cable. I did not have cable until I was 23 years Mm -hmm. old, and I never made the leap to pay cable. That always just seemed like an insane extravagance. Uh, So, I have very, very few years worth spent with this, And, uh, and I noticed that my list, they're all very similar movies, for the most part. Clear and Present Danger. Hunt for yes. Red October, Patriot Games. You so know, basically <laughs> Tom Clancy. Tom yeah. Clancy, mm-hmm. but then they like Crimson Tide, uh, Apollo thirteen, Shawshank Redemption, The First Mission Impossible, uh, and those are those are the ones that I would just stop. So it's a Saturday, and I'm doing something else, and I have the TV on in the background. It's before I'm married, and I would just on TNT, Crimson Tide is there, and I would just stop. Like, just whatever I'm doing, you know what? I can do it after Crimson Tide's over. I'm going to go sit and watch Chief of the Boat Cobb say, you know, no, sir, you can't have the keys. Uh, and I don't know what it is. I was actually trying to think about this and trying to think what the through line is about these movies uh, and what makes a movie so grabby, so sticky, so much that it grabs you. And I couldn't come up with anything. Victorino, did you have thoughts? Sonny, did was you that, have thoughts? Was that Tony Scott was Crimson Tide? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's there, there's something about it. I mean, the music is great. It, there's there's a lot of intensity. Gene Hackman is, you know, I mean, but you're talking about all those kind of movies uh, in a row. I mean, they're, they're action thrillers, but there's a lot of obviously thought put into it because they were based on really good books. Uh, yeah. I think that's part of it. Well, with like Clear and Present Sunny. Danger, it is, is it, it, it isn't episodic exactly, but it is a very specifically structured, like you're going from action beat to kind of exposition to action beat. So anytime you get it, you get into the movie, you're either in the middle of an action beat or you are like two minutes away from the next one. You know, you're you're like a couple lines of dialogue and and some some shots of Air Force jets flying over Columbia to right. to get there. So I think that there's there's a there's a there's a, a segment of movie like that that uh, you know, like Jurassic Park. If you like flip yeah, on Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park you can you can you fall right away? into that. Yeah. Or the Matrix, or like mm-hmm. uh, there mm-hmm. you know there. Um, but there are also the ones that. Aren't like that. That are that are like kind of just so that are that are so narratively striking that no matter where you jump into the movie, you feel like you haven't really missed anything because you've seen it so many. Like Shawshank Redemption, right? So so Shawshank is like this. Heat is like this. Yep. Um, And uh, you know there there are other like a lot of the the uh, the Nolan movies, especially the Batman movies, are kind of a mix of the two, where you have like the narrative arcs and you also have the action beats. Um, but the, there's there's a third category, I think, which is the nostalgia movies, right? So one of yes. my basic cable classics, mm-hmm. and this is going to be slightly uh, controversial, perhaps, is Hook. Oh. <laughs> The Steven Spielberg yeah. Peter Pan movie, wow. which is which is like by no means a good movie. It's not necessarily uh, a a like great piece of filmmaking, but it has all of the Spielberg tricks. It has Spielberg's great eye for shots and for scenes and for movement, um, and it has a funny performance from Robin Williams. And I like I saw it when I was. Yeah. And I have like you I've wanted always to be one of the lost. Did you want to be one of the lost boys? Sonny? So if you cut out, no, the I wanted to be Captain Hook. Yeah, if you cut out the skateboarding lost boys, it's actually not a terrible movie. Well, but Rufio is one of the great characters of cinema. <laughs> Ruf- Rufio. Rufio is the real hero yes. of Hook. No, Hook is the real hero of Hook. <laughs> I don't know. 
The movie's named after him. Come on. My friend Steve Eustarris is like a dead ringer for Rufio, and we, uh, my buddy and I had seen, my other friend John Buckley and I had seen the movie prior to this, and we said, oh my God, it looks just like Steve Eustarris, so we conned Steve into watching this movie just because he really was annoyed by that actor, Dante, mm. I forget his last name, who was yeah. this Filipino actor. He's not, he's <laughs> not made a bunch no, of movies. No, he hasn't. No, and as soon as, as don't soon as step he, on it. I'm as efforting. Soon, as soon as he appeared, Basco, Dante Basco, uh, as soon as he appeared on screen, my friend goes, great, thanks a lot, guys. You know, and very, very funny. And we just enjoyed watching it uh, at his expense. Yeah. And like yeah. you, there's a there's a yeah. whole genre of movies like this. Like there's a baseball trilogy that oh, I yeah, you like, mentioned you know, this you, before. Yeah. Sandlot, Little Big League, and Rookie, the Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, just, it, it's like a, it, it is like, that was my, like, 1993 to 94 mm-hmm. summer mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had a lot going on That's in my life. I was studying like, moving. I was uh, yeah, well, yeah, no, I was a, I was a tween. You were I was a, t- yeah, oh, you this, were a tween. These were my One Direction uh, oh, movies. Oh, yeah, this is your phase, your One Direction phase. Um, uh, for me... Uh, the movies that I, I, I really am kind of a sucker for uh, channel surfing are the rom-coms. Mm. I really like them. I, I think it's just, I, sometimes I'm just not in the mood for something too heavy. You know, I just want something to laugh at for a short amount, because I don't mm. know how long I'm going to be watching yeah. uh, TV, but you just haven't stopped. And, and there's specifically two. One is The 40-Year-Old Virgin, which I think is just very well paid. I, don't, I just don't find any dull moments. I find mm. funny throughout, particularly Seth Rogen, Paul Rudd. You put those two yeah. in a room together, that it, it's gold. You know, yeah. they go back and forth with, you know, how I know you're gay. This back thing, fantastic. Jane Lynch is great, uh, and then the other movie is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yes, I really yes. find that funny. I throughout, love that movie. Love, that movie. I love, that, oh. love that movie. Plus, Kristen, you know why? It's yes, because of Kristen Bell. Kristen, Kristen Bell and Mila Kunis in Hawaii. Dear Lord, Kristen oh. Bell is so funny. Oh, she's like, great. she can do anything. Did you watch The Good Place? No, I, th- this is like the network sitcom that she's on right now, The Good Place? I don't watch TV, Sonny. Okay. Well, never, never mind then. Jonah, Jonah Hill has that uh, great line when he says, oh, I just went from six to midnight. Of course, he was talking about Russell Brand, <laughs> if you remember that. Anyway, uh, great stuff. No, the rom-coms are great. The rom-coms are great. It's uh, like, or, or Groundhog Day, which is almost built yeah, to be... That is there's a reason. A there's, a reason yeah. there's a reason that Groundhog Day found its, its, its milieu in the basic cable landscape, where you could just kind of jump in for 30 minutes and watch, like... The same thing essentially happened over and over again, but it's funny and Bill Murray is fantastic. And didn't Caddyshack used to be on Basic Cable a lot? Ooh. And I, and I remember it, in that yes. movie because when they cut it down, they cut yeah. the crap that you don't want, which is like the pregnancy scare stuff with oh, Danny, man. and which yeah. really feels out of place in but that movie. The, but, if you go watch but, that movie now, but, but, but the everything about it is awesome yeah. except for that yeah. stuff. And you're That's like, wait a minute, very what weird. is this being yeah, shoehorned in here? This? We don't need a, this. That was a strange detour. Although if you watch it, if you're used to watching it on cable, and then you see the actual movie version that's sexy. It's, it's like, oh, I see what they were what we were missing all this time. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what also is is not good to watch on Cape Basic. Cable is Goodfellas because of all the profanity they yeah. have to gloss over it. And so there's, you know, I mean, they're dropping F-bombs left and right. And there's that famous scene with um, Joe Pesci with the funny housing. And he's talking about how he's in Jersey and he's in the weeds and the, the Jersey cop finds him and interrogates him. And in the movie, he says, you know, go F your mother. And in the a cable version, they have him say, go feel your mother. That's terrible. That's just as bad. It's just as bad. <laughs> feel go mother. feel your mother. It's like police academy. You know, police academy. Um there's that, you know, the, the the woman cop with the very quiet voice until the end of every police academy, and then she would scream at the bad guy, you know, and she'd say, you know, drop that, you know, you know, drop it, asshole. And then instead, in this version, uh, she says, drop it, egg roll. <laughs> Just, this is terrible. <laughs> this is a, a question. I always thought that it would be much better having these things bleeped than to insert, like, bad lip reading words, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. This is just yeah. bleeped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Or you did remember when Private Parts, um, uh, Howard Stern's movie, uh, was on USA, and he, they would there would be scenes that were pixelated, and then he would actually walk out Howard uh, Stern to narrate and say, "Okay, this is the part that's missing," and he would explain the part that, that you know that the censors had removed. It was really funny. Wait, wait, it was like a breaking the fourth yes, wall. Like, yes, he yes, would like yes, no, he would be he, Howard Stern himself, not, uh-huh. not in the movie, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, You know, he would come out to explain, you know, while you're watching this. Oh, this scene here. This is really. I mean, good stuff. That's funny. It was very, very funny. Well, they um, used. I mean, yeah. they used to do this. They would shoot alt alt takes of a scene. Yeah, so you had one right. for like the airplane version, one yes. for the one that would go to the South Korean market, etc. Yeah, et yeah, that's crazy. Um, uh, I was going to say, 
actually Mad TV did a skit about The Sopranos on PAX TV. And I'll give that to you on show notes. It's fantastic because it's like a five-minute episode. Yeah. And it's like every scene gets cut after about 10 seconds. It's yeah. fantastic. Uh, one of the shows that used to be on all the time was like The Italian Job. You ever notice this? Uh, channel serving Italian Job used to come up all the time. And it remind me of the original Italian Job, which starred... Michael Caine. Yes. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. like thank you. Four, That's a little it's like ah, four hops to get to there. It's on the Three nose. Three and a half. It's on the God. nose. It was a fairly lackluster box office weekend. Um, a boss baby. Boss baby. Uh, the twenty-six million. God, you it, people are all garbage. All of you out there. All <laughs> who everyone who baby? everyone who saw this. I hope there are no listeners of the substandard who saw Boss Baby, boss and baby I depressing. and I hope I didn't alienate you by calling depressing. you garbage. But it is what it is. I'm sorry. Here come the one star reviews. Yeah. Oh, how dare you? How dare you make fun of Boss the Baby? People have spoken. Just remember, if you want your review read on air, talk about how great I am. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it just edged out Beauty and the Beast, I think, which is still man. Talk about legs. I'm uh, talking about the movie. <laughs> you mean the beasts? Yes, like, they, the oh, hairy, the beast. oh, yeah. strong, strong quads. Uh, Be- uh, Beauty and Beast did like 24. And then came Smurfs the Lost Village. And I, I didn't even know this nope. was a thing. And I am not, I just said to myself, I am not watching this movie. <laughs> uh, so instead, I, mo- I watched the movie that came in fourth, which was Going in Style, uh, starring Michael Caine. This is a geriatric caper. So I thought for once, you know, you, uh, Sonny and JVL, they're always going to movies, and I'm usually missing them out, uh, missing out on them. And so Vic, for once, are you going to review it? I did. Vic, I did. Vic this is, is very Vic exciting. Is rocking the boat. This is really right. exciting. Uh, I'm going to just lean back and judge. Break. Oh, no. Everyone, pull up a chair and listen to Uncle okay. Vic. Oh, yes. oh boy. Okay. Uh, it's uh, it, it was meh, as Sunny Bunch might say back in 2012. Meh. No, it was meh. No, it was it was a cute movie. It was a geriatric caper. Don't do a Sunny Bunch. I know. I'm just do my do own. Vic and Mattis. Vic Mattis okay, original. Well, if you like sort of a post sex scene with Alan Arkin and Anne Margaret, this is a great movie. It's the kind of movie... Sonny, are you okay there? Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, this is a remake. Uh, so this movie stars Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman, and Alan Arkin. Uh, and it is a remake of a 1979 movie of the same name that starred George Burns, Lee Strasberg, and Art Carney. Uh, essentially, in this movie, um, three old guys... They're losing their pension from the company that they all worked for. Uh, Michael Caine not only is losing his pension, but he's going to lose his house because uh, the bank had conned him to getting into one of those teaser mortgages. And all of a sudden, he owes a lot more of the interest rate. Everything exploded, and he can't afford it. So it's a, it's a housing banking issue. And then, of course, the company that they worked for and they had a pension uh, got bought by some international firm, and they're moving all the jobs to Vietnam. So there is the outsourcing issue as well. Uh, the interesting thing is, uh, it's an interesting time for this kind of a theme uh, for a movie to come out. And the one of the executive producers is Stephen Mnuchin, the current secretary, treasury, treasury secretary. secretary. So you could see that sort of also one we of the lost our jobs. Also one of the executive producers on Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. Yes, he's one of our great yes film yes. minds. He, he does a lot of our time. He did a lot. He yep. did a lot. Now, uh, now he's frankly, just I think secretary. I think wasting him in the government is one of the big crimes of the Trump administration. I absolutely agree, uh, Sonny. Uh, it, this movie was also directed by Zach Braff, you know, who's kind of a, yes, exactly, from Scrubs and, of course, Garden State. So it's kind of a sense, he's a sensitive new age guy. So there's a lot of poignancy. There are moments of, you know, getting old, ill, thoughts of, you know, loneliness and mortality. Um, there are a few. Lame. It's hard to talk when, yeah. when Sonny's Sonny is like pouring, pouring his, in sorry, third drink. In front of I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> this is, uh, this is in, insufferable. But some great moments. Uh, there's some great performances, not by the, just those three in Ann Market, but uh, Matt Dillon, Keenan Thompson. Um, Good stuff. Uh, a handful of funny moments. And uh, so, yeah, it, it was cute. Uh, but it reminded me, uh, Sonny uh, of, uh, uh, and Jonathan, that, uh, again, for Michael Caine, I don't think he really cares how well the movie does. If it's a great movie, it's a bad movie. For him, like many Brit actors, uh, it's just worked. Didn't we talk about this before? It's just a different attitude, right, JVL? Yeah, okay. But before we move on, Sonny, could you yeah. please grade Vic? Oh, boo. You know, I'm going to grade on a curve here because it was a first effort. It was a first. It was a first effort. I'll give him a, a B minus. There's room oh, for hey, improvement. I'll take that. There's room for improvement. Just about what I did at George. Two point seven. Oh, no, I was a four. On a four point scale. I was a three two. Well, uh, that that would be a B plus. Let's not get. 
Let's not get crazy. The next time you review a movie, mm-hmm. Victorina, mm-hmm. I yeah. think you should have a Kobai line. Um, you, should, <laughs> you, you and Sonny could do it together. You know, the the, the Kobai line author of uh, yours is a, is a big fan of this show. Um, I would say this is a great movie to tell your parents to watch. You say, oh, your parents don't know what to watch. And we say, watch Going in Style. They'll love it. Lots I, of old people jokes. I do love <laughs> the kind of Alan Arkin resurgence here between this and Argo and Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's, really he's totally had a, he's had a He's had a real nice run here. He's great, and there's a scene where they try to steal food at a grocery store, which is pathetic and funny at the same time. Um, uh, now, so it's kind of like the substandard, then. Yeah. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Uh, JVL. So this is a thing, yeah. right? Where right. you get there's every two or three years, we get an old person movie. Like yeah. Cocoon right. or Space right. Cowboys right. or First Wives Club yeah. or the, what was the one with Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson? Oh, yeah. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. Like, I like that and one. People love I mean, this is not a movie that people have fallen in love with, clearly. But these things happen. And uh, we're having construction done at the yeah. office. I don't know if you guys can hear that at home. Um I don't know. Michael Caine is 84 years old. He has 162 film credits on IMDb. And do you, I mean, he's, he's fine. He's, yeah. Yeah. I, I, he's a little bit like Christopher Hitchens to me, which is to say he's a guy who worked so long and was so prolific. And then eventually, at some point, like four-fifths of the way through his career, people realized, hey, you know what? This guy's actually kind of great. Mm. And that's yeah. kind of what Michael Caine is. I mean, people, you yeah. know, by the, I don't think anybody really thought of Christopher Hitchens the way we think of him now in like 1995. Yeah. You no, know, I, th- and I, I think I don't think early, you know, like when yeah. Alfie came out, nobody was yeah. thinking that Michael Caine was yeah. going to be what he is or the Italian job. Nobody thought that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he doesn't, I don't think he really emerges until Hannah and her sisters probably, uh, where he, people really start thinking, oh, well, actually, hold on, this guy's pretty good. And then late in life, I don't know, he's kind of great, right? No? <laughs> I think the, uh, w- literally the fourth wall is coming down in the studio. Um, anyway, uh, w- what I was going to say is uh, a lot of luck uh, was, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, luck played a role in Michael Caine's uh, career because, you know, I mean, he was dirt poor, you know, grew up before the war in the 1930s. His father was a fishmonger, um, and he had a very, very low class, I guess it was a Cockney accent. I almost get confused between Cockney or East End, but uh, none of the Brit directors or producers wanted him because they said nobody wants to see that or hear that. And it was the luck of the draw that Zulu happened to have, you know, American backing and Americans, they can't. If you watch Mary Poppins with Dick Van Dyke, <laughs> Americans can't tell the difference between, you know, Cockney accents and, and the very high-end accents and things like that. And so Zulu was his big breakthrough. And then, of course, you mentioned Alfie and he, and he became that guy, sort of the British cad, you know, sort of scandalous and sort of very edgy. And then, uh, as you mentioned, but not until Hannah and her sisters, but again, he just took whatever job. He had so many good roles and so many bad roles over yeah. the year. The years you mentioned Hannah and her sisters, uh, for which he won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor, and he was asked, you know, where were you? Because he wasn't there to accept the award. Uh, and he said, yeah, when I found out I won the award, I was in the Bahamas filming Jaws The Revenge. Yeah, no, he's working. This right. is what he does. His idea yeah. is, yeah. I should be, this is a job. I should treat yeah. it like a job. And I think that that is wholly admirable. Yeah. I really like that. When, uh, so when you know I'm what Sonny. Also, Sonny, yeah. before we go on, do you know with his 162 film credits, do you know what he has never done once? Directed. Oh, that's, he I never mean, thought no, to that's himself. Good for him. Oh, good for I him. know a lot yeah. about film. I should direct. Yeah, yeah. No, he's just, I'm an actor. I'm going to act. Yeah. God, no, that's him. great. That's right. Uh, when I when I was working at the Washington Times, you know, ten years ago, uh, I had the chance to interview Michael Caine. Like oh. I, it was it was one of these very rare uh, exceptions that we made that I would travel to New York. Usually, like people come to D.C. and but he was doing a very limited amount of promotion for Harry Brown, which is kind of a smaller like it was basically his Grand Torino, like his kind of old man revenge movie. That's right. Um, and uh, they they were they basically threw the press doors open. We're like anybody who wants to come talk to Michael Caine, come talk to Michael Caine. I was like, I'm there. Uh, so I took the mega bus up, and uh, or possibly the bolt bus, one of the two, and, and paid for it out of pocket. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I paid for I paid for the, the round trip bolt bus tickets out of pocket uh, on an up and back. I did not spend the night in New York City because I was very poor because I was a, only know, the best credit. for the Washington Times. Um, so anyway, I, I like went up and I talked to him and it was very it was it was a great chat. The interview lives on and Google somewhere. Just Google Sonny Bunch and Michael Caine. I'm sure it'll pop up. Um, uh, but he he 
he talked about how you know Gene Hackman had like announced he was retiring, and Gene Hackman was like, "I'm not doing any more movies," you know, and 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 Kane was like, he seemed almost baffled by it, you know, he was like, "Well, I'll just right. stop doing movies when they stop calling me." Like when they don't want me to do movies anymore, that's when I'll stop. Yeah. And it it is that sort of ethic that I think everyone really loves about him right now, but also has like led to such a good and diverse body of work. Like it, you know, there's so much. There's so if you're a Michael Caine fan, you can find anything uh, he has done on TV at some point. Yes, which of TV, which of course leads to and one of the reasons that Hackman came up was because of the great Kane Hackman theory from PCU. Do you remember the film PCU? JBL? I do vaguely remember. Was that with, so, was that with Shore? Shore? Jeremy Piven? Yes. Jeremy Piven. So Jeremy Piven stars in this movie PCU, which is like, which was almost actually past its time when it came out in 1994 about the awful PC campuses, but is now very relevant again in its own in its own yeah, weird way. Right. These things are cyclical. They come, but one of the subplots of, or not even really a subplot, just like a kind of a funny throwaway thing on the uh, in in PCU was there was a, a guy who was studying film theory, uh, whose thesis revolved around the Kane Hackman theory, which is this idea that at any point, at any time of the day, you can turn on the television and find either a Gene Hackman or a Michael Caine movie, and and that's very right, and that speaks well to both of them. Frankly, they're yeah. kind of like not only not only the quality of their work, maybe not necessarily the quality of each individual film choice, yeah. but the quality of their work and their longevity. Yeah, when you met uh, Michael Caine, was he as charming in person for the amount of time? So nice. He really? Was so, so it was. It was it, like he was very pleasant and very kind of. Hello. Uh, yeah, very, very much like. Yeah, ex- that's exactly what he that's said. Nice. I, when did when did Michael Caine come into our studio? Oh, I love the substandard. He probably uh, really enjoyed meeting you. It was probably he, genuine pleasure, it, not an act. It was thing. definitely. It was definitely the highlight of his trip. I could tell. Mm-hmm. I could tell. Was me kind of stammering my questions out. It was like very Chris Farley asks. So you're pretty great, <laughs> Mr. Kane. I, uh, I I like Batman. I like the Batman movies. And you're Alfred. In the, can you t- can you talk about that a little bit? That would be nice. Uh, that no, was thank that's you. exactly thank what you. it was. That like. was wonderful. Uh, uh, so anyway, show notes, people. Show notes. I can't notes. believe you. Did you find it? Did you find it? Not yet. I can't believe you're still not at the Washington Times. I yeah. Just. No. Uh, weirdly, I got laid off. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, Michael Caine is great. I love Michael Caine. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice man to uh, you know. That's uh, that's but to, but and 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 he again. We should really recognize the fact that he uh, is has become. He's become kind of a meme unto himself. Like, there's yeah. that great yeah. scene from the trip. The, oh, uh, absolutely. Where they're doing that. We should definitely put that in show notes. Definitely That's the thing in that show needs notes. to be in show notes. Rob Ryden, Steve yeah. Coogan, doing their like dueling Michael Caine impressions, and right. it's and it like. It it really is. I I this I shouldn't have brought it up, frankly, because it's too hard to to describe. But like, it, there are it's two, great. And I think uh, the first one is probably from the original Italian Job, right? You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. And then the other one, I think, is from Get Carter. From Get Carter, sure, yeah. right? She was only sixteen. That's fantastic. 16. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, do you have a? A particular favorite, Michael Caine. So I, uh, well, JBL, why don't you, JBL? Would you like you to? You know, pick- I don't have a very sophisticated view okay. of this. My, my, I really, really like his turn in Miss Congeniality. I like a lot of things about Miss Congeniality. Yeah. I, I have a real weakness for that movie. But Sandra he plays Bullock. right, Sandra Bullock. So he plays the guy who is the pageant nerd whose job is to train Sandra Bullock and get her so that she could pass for being a pageant girl. And he's She's hysterical. an FBI agent. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. she's an FBI agent. Okay. And it's he's great. He's so funny and he's supercilious and supercilious Michael Caine is really some of the best Michael Caine. And Definitely. I... I I love him. He's one of those things. He's, I think he's probably the part that makes that movie go from being eh, pretty good to really enjoyable. Yeah. How about you, Sonny? So, as a millennial, I'm only really aware of Michael Caine post-1992 or something like that. Oh, he that. never that's, worked before that. Don't that's, worry. Yeah, no. It's, it's, my understanding is that there, he, was, he started acting in his 60s. Uh, <laughs> Latecomer. Right, right, Late right. Summer, yeah. So, uh, uh, the millennial Michael Caine list is something oh, like yes, this. yes. 
Muppet Christmas Carol, where oh, he plays Scrooge. Scrooge. He's a fantastic Scrooge. He's, you know, perfectly gruff, he was. but also very, no, very, you know, uh, interacted very well with the puppets, had great chemistry with the it puppets. It takes skill. I think it takes skill to it do does. that. It does. It really does. Dan, look how well he pretended to be in, in Happy to Meet You. Oh, oh. Wow. Wow. Uh, do I need to mark the time, uh, Sonny? Oh, no, because I'm just sad now. Now I don't want to say the rest of my, mil- oh. my millennial Michael Caine list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> please. Please, Sonny. We love you. Right. Come on. Uh, number two, Children of... Or number oh. four, I guess. Children of Men. Children of Men, I think, is uh, one of his, his great turns. Is like the kind of funny and kooky, weed-growing uh, hippie who gets mercilessly gunned down by the crazy radicals. Crazy radicals See, always bad there you go. in a movie. Uh, number number three is Harry Brown, which is the movie I was up there to yep. see him for. Yep. And it, it is very like he is like both kind of like doddering, but also uh, very very effective and a solid you know kind of old man action yep. star. Yeah, um, it didn't feel patronizing in a way because they really kind of acknowledged the fact that it was absurd that this man would be out there killing. You know, hoods and street toughs and stuff. Anyway, uh, number two would be uh, uh, all of the the Batman movies. I'm going to lump them all into one. Just just have his Alfred Mm -hmm. is is I think as far as I'm concerned the best Alfred. Is it the definitive Alfred now? Because it's a very different Alfred. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's a very different Alfred, and it's very. uh, It is the Michael Keaton Alfred. Who was who? Michael Goff. Was that who was the old was the, the old Brit- yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jeremy uh, Irons is the more recent one. And Jeremy Irons is, and, and like Michael Goff is a more traditional Alfred, kind yeah. of like the you know, and I really like what Michael Caine does. Like his scene at the end of The Dark Knight Rises, Absolutely. his eulogy, his Absolutely. eulogy. Just I like I don't feel ashamed to say that there may have been a welling of the eyes the first time I saw that uh, uh, because it is he is he clearly feels like he has failed he's failed Batman and again the 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 Christian Bale Batman's a little bit of a different Batman too he's like he doesn't actually really want to be Batman has anyone ever written that somebody's written that yeah you know what? I, I agree with you, actually. For me, he has become the definitive Alfred. Yeah. yeah. I'm really glad that, I don't know how, but how he had gotten connected with Christopher Nolan. Mm. Because we talk about, um, I loved him, and I, I agree with the Batman movies, but also um, The Prestige. The Prestige is my number one Michael Caine. Uh, okay. That's, Cutter. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just right. fantastic. Every great magic trick consists of three. It's just really, really good. Um, I will mention two old Michael Caines before your time, Sonny. Uh, yeah, he did a couple. Just a couple. He just did a couple. The just world couple. started in yes, 1982. 1982. Uh, he did Death Trap with Christopher Reeve, which actually is with 1982. Um, I recommend that one. Uh, and also Dress to Kill, but that's a very controversial role in Dress to Kill. Um, uh, there is a... Um, Serial murderer. I don't know if it's a serial murderer, but uh, the, there is a murderer on the loose in the city. Uh, it's a woman, but she hasn't been identified. And uh, Nancy Allen. Uh, the opening scene is a very psychoish murder of Angie Dickinson in the bathtub, and it's just horrific. And and they're trying to find out who this murderer or stalker is. And she's constantly going to her psychotherapist, uh, Michael Caine, about like you know trying you know talking about her feelings and everything else. Well, it turns out that the killer was. Michael Caine. He was not only a psychotherapist, he was psycho, and he was dressing up as a woman. This would be problematic today, I think. Yes. Yes, it would be. I'm just going to leave so it that, at that. that, that was How a, many problematic? That was De Palma, right? <laughs> what was that? That was De Palma, right? Was it? I, yeah, I think yeah, De Palma yeah. was just... Uh, yeah, yeah. That would... Oh, yeah, that if would it, be a four problematic. <laughs> De Palma's whole... Considering that De Palma is like a huge leftist, his whole... Uh, body of work is like the definition of problematic. I mean, it's actually kind of... <laughs> He's going to have to be disappeared. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, bad Michael Caine. We mentioned Jaws of Revenge. And finally, I will also say, I saw... It was so bad, I only saw part of the movie on uh, when it was on TV. The Hand. And Michael Caine played a cartoonist who gets in a car accident. He, he loses his hand. They could never find the hand at the scene of the accident, but the hand finds him. <laughs> and here's the worst part. Director, Oliver Stone. Yeah. No, that was one of <laughs> Oliver Stone's first movies. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Insane. Okay. Um, moving right along. Uh, we'd like to mention that I think next uh, week's episode, we are going to do a best of the substandard, our mm. favorite episodes. And also worst of. And worst oh, Which will be topped by of. this episode. Which, by this the way. such a garbage episode. Oh, oh my what? God. This episode's How so good. You? What are you you're, talking you're about? You're an idiot. Thanks a lot, man. You're a Thanks jerk. Thanks a lot. You're a real jerk. Why don't you just talk about Thor Ragnarok, yeah. JVL? No. 
Well, you're going to talk about it anyway. Um, you wanted to. You saw the trailer. It's the. I thought we were saving trailer. that for outtakes, Vic. Yeah, Vic, shut up. Wait, really? God, now a it is lousy reviewing. Now it is a garbage episode. Bad transition. You know, somebody has to be the host of this thing. Uh, Correction. Wait, wait, hold on. Is that actually true? <laughs> do we? Do we I need? Don't a, see, I don't see any reason Sonny can't do everything. Is there? Oh is there? Gosh. Can we make this a two-man show? Oh, that <laughs> would be yeah. that would be great and save me all this writing. <laughs> This is all script. Nothing that I've said right now is actually spontaneous. J-Pod right now is like, oh my God, this is great. This is, they're, the psychodrama I, is, is this the where I walk out? I was saving that one for later. Because <laughs> you can only do it once. Can I mute you? you can, is that, no, no, that's been done already. You, you can only do the walkout once. Um, okay, moving right along then. Two, corrections, additions, clarifications. I have a bunch. I have none. Do you anybody else want to go first? No, I have no. No, JBL, you go first. I said Kathy Kane had been a Batgirl. Just Carl texted or Twittered or something Tweeted. me to say that uh, no, Kathy Kane was Batwoman, not Batgirl. <laughs> he is correct. The Batgirls have been in order: Betty Kane, Barbara Gordon, who is the sort of iconic Batgirl, Cassandra Kane, and then Stephanie Brown. I said the Ghost in the Shell was thirty years old. That's wrong. It is only twenty-eight years old. Uh, the my sister and I went to see Starcade. It was nineteen ninety-nine. In the main event, Bret Hart versus Goldberg. That's a good show. That was pretty awesome. Uh, and notable the because... Most, the most talented uh, technical wrestler versus the least talented technical wrestler of all time. I Except, mean, it's... so the main event turned out to be not very good. And the reason, we would learn later, is because early in the match, uh, he was kicked by Goldberg in the head and suffered a legit concussion. And this is the injury which caused him to retire. Yeah. So we were there at the Thanks, match. Thanks, Goldberg. Which, and, yeah, exactly. Dick. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Um and, uh, oh, this is not a correction, but Jose Galvin, a listener, emailed, <laughs> Twittered us a kimono my house toys link, which, uh, with pictures to all of his Star Blazers gear, yes! including a water pistol in the shape of the Starship Argo. And, 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 and That's the awesome. target was Deslock. Yes. And I think he had a Star Blazers lunchbox. He did. The reason why the show is doing so well, Sonny, is because of Star Blazers, but I'll talk about that in our best of episodes next week. Uh, nothing from you, obviously. Perfect. Okay, yeah. And one of the moments, nothing from me. Uh, Spirit of the Week, Sonny, you brought something. Yes, I brought a bottle of High West's Double Rye, a blend of straight rye whiskeys. It's, uh, it is one of my... Um, it is. Uh, oh, JBL is taking oh, a sip. Oh, I, I said oh, that JBL oh. would like it. Do you, That's not bad. It's whoa, actually. I think you would. I think whoa. you would actually. It's a very That's smooth. That's not bad. You know, I would drink that. It's a we, very very smooth so whiskey. It's almost a, a little sweet. I think, we're um, I think you would. I think you would really like it. I brought this in today because I, I wanted to again commemorate Red Eye. This is. I was there for the last taping. I was just watching in the in, on the couch on the side of the the studio, and me and some of the other guests. I don't want to name. I don't want to blow anybody's cover here. Uh, were were drinking this you know beforehand, and it was just. It was. Uh, it was a really sweet and. Sad moment. Um, R.I.P. Red Eye. Andy Levy, you're the best. Go find another job. Tom Shilhu, I, I really hope you, you know, uh, get something at Fox. And Greg Gutfeld, you're doing okay. So you know, keep it up. Keep it up. Um, uh, but yeah, that's the spirit of the week. Is High West Double Rye? That was very, that was very drinkable. It's I I honestly like uh, smooth. I I love it. I think it's. If it is a very good intro whiskey, I think, yeah, as yeah, we've yeah. seen. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very good off-season crop rye. Um, okay, uh, that's all the time we want to spend on this episode. Thank God. <laughs> you know, questions, comments, complaints, compliments, tweet us at Victorina Mattis, at Sunny Bunch. Again, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. Just type in Substandard under Podcasts, and we're there. Leave a review. Tell your friends, and don't forget, Substandard show notes will be up on Friday at 11 a.m. Until next time. Really quickly, uh, just uh, I forgot to give a shout-out to my brother-in-law, Bill Dwyer, who just made Captain at the Arlington County Fire Department. But that last week, I was editing, and I found a run-on sentence, and I fixed wow. it. Wow. So, you know, different achievements, so but of the same level. A firefighter wow. and a captain. Wow. He sounds kind of like a real man. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, and I found the run-on sentence, same thing. 
It's like, you know, different, but the same. Both very manly. John, Thank did you. you go home and tell your son about it? Yeah. <laughs> about which part? No. Um, did you, did makes, you bring your son in to watch hey, you edit watch, so he can understand what daddy does? Watch me fix this dangling Bill, modifier. Bill, thanks for all of the service that, that you've done for the community. Whatever. We have a real hero in studio today. Some would say that editors are the greatest heroes of them all. The most would, unsung. Certainly. The most unsung. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to Thor Ragnarok, uh, I have an email from Aaron Birch, whose subject line says, my wife is making me do this. Vic, we listen to all your podcasts, and there's nothing she'd like more than to hear you read and acknowledge this email. Uh, he goes on more, and I'm not actually going to read the whole thing. Um he then says, if you guys grew up watching JBL, why, are, J, JBL, why are you <laughs> You have to watch for... One Punch Man. And I'm I'm not going to because I don't watch television. But Aaron, I just wanted you to know that we got your email. Uh, Deja Vu, you must great. have been very preoccupied when I, read, when I read Aaron's email at the last episode, JBL. That's not true. That's true. You'll have to. Is that really true? Yes, it is. All right, what's the time counter? We'll just edit this whole That's thing. That's okay. Starting with Bill the wife Dwyer. will be delighted that we mentioned her, twi- that we mentioned her twice. Okay, thank is you. One Punch really Man. True? Yeah, and I mentioned One Punch Man, and Sonny's like, oh, let's move on. On, please. And so, you know, maybe because it was me no talking and none of you listened to me. I don't, okay. I actually don't remember this either. <laughs> See? I'm pretty sure this is true. No, are I you, don't think this is true. Are you sure? No, Absolutely. this is not true. It's a different email. Are you? Yeah, One Punch Man. I mentioned One Punch Man and the wife mentioning that we should give it a shout out. And you were just ignoring me as usual. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. <laughs> How dare you? I told you uh, this is a horrible episode. Well, it certainly is off the rails now. now That's good. Over. Well, Thank let's you. talk for, about Thor. Thanks for paying attention. We're going to talk about Thor Ragnarok so we can mention it in the title and we'll get really good on the uh, internet SEO. Nobody Go cares. Uh, Sonny, well, uh, JVL was your right. Yeah, you, you, JVL, you, you want to talk it. about yeah. it. You, I'm you sorry, brought it up. It's a comic book superhero movie starring Jeff Goldblum. If that doesn't like blow your skirt up, I don't know what does. Also, notice... Who? <laughs> They are monkeying with the titles to make it much more Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, yes. much more Guardians of the Galaxy. So this is this is my problem with this you trailer. Have, you, you have a problem. Sonny. I, it is. Sonny has a problem. Weirdly, uh, the the. The whole trailer's tone is off for me. It is too funny. It is too like kind of comedy. Uh, it is it it the the first shot of him like floating in space, and he's like, "You're wondering how I got here." That's a play on the meme, the like freeze frame meme that is very popular yes. on Twitter. Yes. Uh, and then there's the uh, the scene where he sees the Hulk in the arena, and he's like, "That's my friend from work," or whatever. And that is a just it's that's not something. Thor would say. Thor would be like, we've battled together on the fields of Valhalla or whatever. Something like that. And it's like, it's just, it is it is all wrong. It's all, it's, and then the, the title cards, as you mentioned, have this kind of weird, glittery, multicolored feel to them that- 80s, pure 80s. That, that calls to mind very specifically Guardians of the yes. Galaxy. So it is, it is very obvious that Guardians of the Galaxy, which was a much bigger hit than either of the Thor movies has been, has had a big influence on how, at the very very least they're marketing this. Yeah. And I and I and 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 you know, another part of the problem here is that you have like the like Thor shorts where he's living with that guy in Australia. Like have you seen these? We can put nope. them in show notes. It's it's uh it's this weird like kind of pseudo SNL comedy thing where he's like living with a guy who works in an office and the guy's like, "Hey Thor, maybe you should pay some rent." And Thor's like, "I have gold doubloons that you can't possibly see because you're a normal human and I'm an Asgardian." It's like it, they're trying to bring that tone to the movie, which I think is a big mistake. Thor was a very funny film. The first Thor was a very funny film. I liked it. Because it had this kind of fish out of water feel no, where that's he's That's not why he liked it. Well, he liked it because he because of Stellan Skar- reason. I love Stellan Skarsgård. How did you guess Natalie Portman? Uh, the 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 uh, the problem with this movie is that they are trying to make him kind of like just a normal bro who also wields lightning hammers. Like it just doesn't work for me. On the other hand, they got to change things up from Thor and the Dark Elves because. That was just a poorly plotted movie. Yeah, but this is but this is really a rare written. Marvel movie that just mm-hmm. misses on every yeah. level. Uh, so I don't know. I'm I'm up for trying a Thor comedy or something. Although if this does badly, they'll move on to Lady Thor. And you know, do you think that would be okay, Sonny? I'm sure it'll be fine. 